Hello everyone and welcome back to the Women's Wellness Podcast. This week I'm going to be talking about something quite different, something I am still learning about so do bear with me, but we are talking about what is called human flourishing. So human flourishing kind of originates at Harvard University and they aim to study and promote human flourishing and to develop approaches to help expand the knowledge of essentially how humans can be the best versions of themselves outside of just thinking about wellness but seeing a person more holistically. When I use the word holistically some people have a different opinion, some people think holistic just means wishy-washy, some people understand what I mean when I say holistic and I guess by holistic I mean thinking about your sleep, thinking about your nutrition, your digestion, your environment, um, the people you surround yourself with, your fitness, everything in terms of you taking those steps to be the best versions of yourself. And at Harvard, they have five domains of human flourishing. The first of which is physical and mental health. So this is essentially avoiding any negatives in health. So avoiding any sort of heart problems or um, anything related to anything, anything that is negative for your health, essentially, um, both your physical and your mental health. The second is meaning and purpose. So essentially that you have something in your life, whether that be work or whether that be your relationships, that give you purpose and make you feel like you are living aligned to what it is that, that you were on this planet to do. Character and virtue, so this is a set of personal traits or dispositions that produce specific moral emotions, so they inform our conduct essentially. It's who we are as a person. Number four is your close social relationships and number five is your happiness and life satisfaction and it's this one that I might go into a little bit more detail on. So essentially it's looking at ourselves in a more positive way through these five domains, not just thinking about wellness, because wellness incorporates so much. So they are also associated through four different pathways, family, work, education and community. So each of these four things, so your family, your work, education and community, contribute to these five aspects of flourishing in so many different ways. And it's important to therefore think about these five factors within these four factors, because every single part of it is going to have a different influence on your flourishing. So recent flourishing data indicates lower levels of well-being among young people. And this is something I really want to raise because since starting my new role and kind of getting a bit more into the importance of mental well-being, um, I think this is really important to get across. The young adults, especially those aged 18 to 25, are not doing especially well. And they're not doing well across multiple aspects of these five domains. They report being less happy and less healthy, having less meaning, having greater struggles with their character, poorer relationships and being less financially stable compared to their older counterparts. Some of this difficulty may be economic with the housing costs ever increasing um, educational debt, and it may seem difficult for young adults to have hope for a more stable future because that future just feels like it's getting further and further away. 
Some of the issues might also pertain to the crisis in meaning. While universities have supplied knowledge, it's not clear that they've done as good of a job at providing systems of meaning and understanding. So let's take my experience, for example. So I went to universities to do psychology. And this is probably one of the courses that is going to have a bit more of an under, bit more of an emphasis on meaning and understanding. But it's it's education, and you're learning about a specific topic. I'm not learning about what I want to do, what drives me, what my values are. None of that's in there. It's just do you know this tick box? Can you do this essay and write it the way that I want you to write it? And some of the well-being troubles may also arise from technology and social media use. Don't get me wrong, social media can be incredible for connecting you with so many different people. But it does come with increasing amount of comparison. You're always trying to figure out why you can't be that person, why you don't look that way, why you don't behave that way, or you don't have the same things in life. And it's constantly thinking about yourself as inferior. So we need to work on helping young people of this generation and subsequent generations to thrive, to have human flourishing. We need to foster systems of meaning and deep engagement with the most fundamental questions of life. What is your purpose? And we also need to focus on real, real, I can't even say that word, rebuilding relationships and communities post-pandemic. This is one reason why I'm so passionate about the Women's Wellness Group. It's because I don't want you to ever feel like you're alone in anything that you do. And that element of community, that sense of belonging, is fundamental for humans. And in a sense, knowing what we want to do and having meaning to getting up in the morning is also fundamental. So the activities you can do for flourishing, um, there are a variety they can be through your family, through your education, through your work, or through, through religious community. But one thing that I kind of want to focus on is this meaning, purpose, and life satisfaction. So those with high levels of life satisfaction are less likely to, I mean, it sounds bad, but less likely to die early, even when you control for social, demographic, economic variables. And it also has an impact on your sleep, your exercise, your purpose in life, like I said, your sense of hope, your sense of feeling like you're surrounded by people. And one thing that I do want to, I guess, focus on is this thing called psychological flexibility. And I'm going to talk through it and then I want to kind of say how it can influence your sense of meaning. And there's something that I found really important as well when it comes to identifying what my sense of meaning and how aligned I am to that. But I'll move on to that after. So psychological flexibility is defined as the ability to stay in contact and be present in the current moment, regardless of any thoughts, feelings, body sensations that are unpleasant. And you're choosing your own behaviour based on your personal values. So it's kind of linked to acceptance and commitment therapy, uh, ACT, and it encourages people to embrace their thoughts and feelings rather than fighting them and feeling guilty for them. And there are six core principles to psychological flexibility. Acceptance, which is essentially opening up to those emotions. 
Cognitive diffusion, which is watching your thinking, so actually realising what it is that you are thinking about. Being present, so being here and now. Self as context, this means pure awareness. So it's important to be aware of how you're feeling in the moment, how certain people or certain situations are having an impact on how you feel. Your values, so knowing what matters, this of course is going to be so important for that sense of purpose. The more you know what matters, the more you know what your values are, the more you can help to figure out what your purpose and your meaning is. And then committed action, essentially doing it, doing what it takes to take those steps towards those values. So you are not the thoughts in your head. And acting according to your long-term goals and values rather than short-term impulses, thoughts and feelings is really important. And it's this that is going to help with your human flourishing because you're acting in alignment to what you're essentially see as your meaning, your purpose. You're acting in alignment to your character. It's going to mean that you're more authentic in your social relationships. It's going to help with your life satisfaction. And it's definitely going to help with your mental health because you're learning that the thoughts in your head you have control over. So your value alignment, so that one of values that I think is so fundamental. Your value is essentially anything that is important to you right now. So your value could be work. It could be your close social relationships it could be your family it could be your pet you could have a value of finance so being financially wealthy or financially well off and checking in with your values is so important because it knows whether you're it basically helps to direct whether you're working in line with them keeps you in your own lane rather than constantly comparing to others so what aligns with your goals and what doesn't and how can we help take a step in that direction So two little tasks, which I've probably mentioned before, but first of all, what are your values? There's a Dr. Martini um, value test that I um, have done online before, and that really helped me to figure out what my values are. But essentially, first of all, you can kind of think, where am I putting my most amount of time? Are you putting a lot of time into your work and not a lot of time into your family? is work an actual value of yours is your family more of a value to you then that automatically identifies something is out of alignment here so write down what your values are and write down on a scale of one to ten how much time you're putting into that value and then the one that has the most amount of discrepancy what i want you to do is think of a situation that you're in that stops you from putting more time into that value and I want you to draw out what is called a choice point so say someone asks you can you stay late today um, to cover x's shift but realistically you need to get home because you're on child duty and it's your turn to pick up the kids and make them dinner but you also want to make a good impression on work this is your choice point and I want you to put your choice point down on a piece of paper your two options, yes, no, maybe there are more options. And I want you to spend time, pardon me, figuring out which one of those options aligns best to your values. And then this helps when the next situation comes up that you know what option it is that you have to take to be taking those steps towards your values. And by doing this, by living in alignment with your value, you're more likely 
to mean that you're living your life with meaning and purpose. Because your meaning and purpose are your values. And this is such an important thing for that life satisfaction, for this overall emphasis of human flourishing. And I definitely think it's something that we need to talk to the generation coming and the generation currently about so much more. Spending time at school to actually figure out what it is that you value rather than learning about what pi is or how to measure the angle of a triangle that let's admit no one has probably done unless you're in some sort of construction since being at school. There are fundamental things that we need to learn about ourselves that are so important for our physical and our mental health. And I think that by you knowing this, if you're a parent, if you're soon to be a parent, if you want to be a parent, anything along those lines, even if you have this conversation with your child, and I get that it might be a hard conversation at first to be like, so what are your values? But it's a really important conversation to have. And I think it will help them so much more in figuring out what their next step is. I hope you've enjoyed this, a little bit of a different one. And as I said, human flourishing is still something I'm learning about and I will continue to keep you updated. But I thought it was a really interesting topic to just delve into a little bit. And I hope you have enjoyed and I'll see you next week. Well, you'll hear me next week.